Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam. Here's the news for this week. Journey's Grammy-nominated... No- <laughs> it's hard to say these words. Journey's Grammy-nominated soundtrack will get... Oh, crap, I forgot to write the rest of the words in the sentence. <laughs> you just ended it right there. Journey's Grammy... Okay. <laughs> no, no, because we were doing the thing Join before. us what next week. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you know we have like an hour, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> Zelda Informer Podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Journey's Grammy-nominated soundtrack will be seeing a vinyl release later this year. Smash DLC and more, oh my! Sakurai sits down with Famitsu to discuss DLC in the Super Smash Bros. game. Rapper Waka Flocka has announced his bidding for the 2016 presidential race. It's all fun and games till you get your 3DS banned. We're going to talk about the rumored Twilight Princess 3D game. The Batman v Superman trailer leaked online earlier this week. And the Spidey race begins. Five actors, one spider suit. Who will win? None of them. Sorry. (laughs) Assassin's Creed creator announces a new series. Still no word on those female character models. I ain't afraid of no ghosts, but I am afraid of terrible games. Capcom reveals a new Ghostbusters game. The true captain of the Serenity sets sail. Joss Whedon spoke this week about leaving the Marvel Cinematic Universe behind. Another war, another tour. Battlefield's Gordon Van Dyke launches a new game company that seeks to be an unpublisher. We'll see what that's about later. Want a PS4 and live in the UK? Check out the link below. They're currently on sale. And are you tired of waiting? Bloodborne releases a new update that cuts the loading time considerably, so you have less time to think about how you died. Oh, thank God. Finally, yes. Thank you. (laughs) Viking funerals are so out of style. A man sent off his computer in a less than elegant fashion earlier this week. Power to the players and the scholars? GameStop launches a new scholarship program for its employees. HD remakes are all the rage. Halo 3 ODST is getting a brush-up that's due in May. This is the Monado's update! Tons of new info on Xenoblade Chronicles X. That one gave me heartburn. (laughs) Check out the end of this episode for all the bloopers, including me trying to say check out the end of this episode for all the bloopers. (laughs) Capcom shows off a new briefcase product for the great Ace Attorney release. All of this and more on this week's podcast. Thanks again to Brandon for that opening theme song. If you have any of your own theme song submissions, topics, or fan art, please send this to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, I'm your host as always, Adam, and this week I'm joined by... I'm Jake, and my semester's ending, so I weep every day because I can't breathe. What? But then you get to see me more. <laughs> no, I mean, it's super hard. Oh, it's yeah, like I feel that. You don't wait, have to wait, make wait. a board game by Thursday. <laughs> I'm bored with this game. <laughs> oh, Caleb! <laughs> Tell people Hi. who you are. I'm Caleb, as Jake just said. My computer's going to kill me tonight, if you can't hear it right now. Um... If you'd like to start doing our intros for Adam, you can send those in at... (laughs) (laughs) If you're wondering what Caleb's referring to, check out the end of the episode for all the bloopers of me trying to say the news for this week. It's been really bad. (laughs) Last but not least... I'm Daniel, uh, better known as Rosen. I'm a video game composer and arranger. Ooh. Are you a ranger or an arranger of music? An arranger. Oh, okay, yeah, just making sure, because I was like, Legolas or some kind of Lord of the Rings character? <laughs> I'm a ranger. Do you want me to say that again? <laughs> no, it's fine. No, okay. <laughs> Only I have to redo that. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, we have a ton of fan topics this week. Thanks again to everyone who sent those in. Uh, but let's get started with the news. 
Uh, did you guys see that we have five people set to be the new Spider-Man? Are any of them Tobey Maguire? No, all of them look like not. they're five. God. Can I just say that one of them is the kid from the Naked Brothers band? What? And he no. has to win <laughs> really? because of that. No, 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 Nat no, Wolf. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Dude, I hated that show. I hated that Jake, kid. Jake, you're outnumbered here. No. What's the two things that girls like? Spider-Man and Naked Brothers band. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's what I liked when I was little, so I'm just assuming that's what girls liked. Did you like the Naked Brothers band when you were little? I thought uh, yeah. I wouldn't, but I found a way. I, I can't hang out with you this weekend. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. All right. C -c -c Crazy car. Oh, don't ever. It leads no. you nowhere, Jake. <laughs> no. Okay. For those of you who don't know, because I've never brought this up ever, I, f I, I, I really, really do not like the Naked Brothers band, and I hated Jake. them when I was little. Jake, come on, bud. What? That show was uh, terrible. <laughs> and then was, I remember there was, was this one time where he takes his socks and he doesn't wear them, but he wraps them on his ankles. And this what? guy is like, his fashion consultant's like, yo, 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 that could be like a new back to the ghetto thing. I was like, are you serious? Back to the ghetto oh, thing? Right, He's yeah. six. And you're going to take this guy's fashion consultation. Was, there was another one called like Big Time Rush or something, right? Oh, dude, That's I saw their recent. game at, at Best Buy recently. That's recent? Like, yo, game of the year. Yeah, it's fairly recent. <clears throat> huh. I don't know kid shows anymore. Good. Jake's reasoning for hating the Naked Brothers Band is the reason that I love the Naked Brothers Band. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Are they naked? Unfortunately not. What? We've spent too much time there's, on the Naked Brothers Band. There's been too band. much Naked Brothers Band information in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for info on I love how we have all this news on Xenoblade, but we're talking about this instead. Segway us, Adam. What? Talk about Xenoblade. Why would I do that? We're talking about Naked Brothers Band. Maybe we should actually talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. Okay. I agree with Caleb. Let's talk about Spider-Man for a little bit. Uh, Sony also said uh, earlier this week, I don't know if they definitely said this is happening, but they mentioned that they were thinking of, uh, when they make the new Spider-Man movie, of making it a animated movie instead of... No! Yeah, I agree. No! Would no! it still take place in the cinematic universe, or...? Yeah, uh, probably. When he yeah. crosses over with the Avengers, he's going to be in 2D. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's going to be a bunch of meta jokes about how it's like, well, everything seems different now. You're going to see CG Hulk and 2D Spider-Man try to fist bump, and it's going to look like really, really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> just like an anime Spider-Man, just like, ah, 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 Tony-sama. Oh, shoot, a web. 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 I don't know if we can use that. <laughs> I'm not thinking. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, since since we might as well be talking about something that has to do with something that our fans might be interested in, let's talk <laughs> about Xenoblade, because oh, a bunch okay. of new information right. has come out about that. It's been great. Uh, I think uh, if you are listening to the podcast, you may have already seen it. Uh, Nintendo Treehouse is doing a whole gameplay session tomorrow, and there's going to be a whole uh, Xenoblade, uh, some sort of direct of some sort. Not exactly a direct, but something like that, where they're going to be releasing more information. Yeah, they, they do uh, like dedicated awesome. directs. They did one for Hyrule Warriors and Smash Brothers. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's... we're talking Xenoblade, the new one, not the 3DS remake. No, right? they're talking about Chronicles. Yeah, Chronicles okay. X. Okay. Yeah, the new one looks pretty cool. I've seen some of the stuff. They have this thing called uh, cause... pardon me if I get this wrong, Kazunagram. Uh, it's an affinity chart that revolves around the relationships between characters. So social links. Oh. Yeah, pretty much like a social link. <laughs> okay. 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 You get special quests. And you get uh. Characters respond differently to different choices that you make. 
But do I get to invite Chie back to my room? Probably not. She doesn't exist in this game. Oh, I don't care then. (laughs) Okay, guys, uh, they announced the game back in 2013, I believe, at, like, E3. Uh, Have any of you guys noticed that it looks like it's been visually downgraded since then? Yeah, I saw that trailer comparison. It, mm-hmm. like I, I remember like when they showed it back again like in January they released a new trailer and I was like this doesn't look as good I've seen I haven't I've been seen that keeping happen. an eye on it as much I've seen that happen a lot but I think it might be because I don't know if this is was something they announced before but uh right now they said there's going to be a lot of online uh, oh, characteristics that'll, that'll, oh yeah. that makes sense they um they said it's going to basically be loosely connected with the online world so one of those things where it's kind of like is it going to be has, Dark Souls I'm pretty sure it's going to be Dark Souls <laughs> oh, of course. uh but it's going to be uh you go on like, sorry. I mean, all things considered, though, all things considered, I don't terribly mind it because, like, I've seen games like The Order 1886 where they did the inverse thing, which is they try to make it look as pretty as possible. Okay. But by doing so, they compromise, like, a bunch of other things. Like, they spent a lot more time yeah. on their art than other like stuff. Like everything else. Well, I mean, they're going to be having, like, <laughs> yeah. essentially, you have these, like, squads that go on uh, during the game. Uh, you can meet mm-hmm. players out on the field and or in the blade area. Uh, you mm-hmm. have these squads up to 30. I don't know what the blade area is, actually, myself. I'd have to look more into that. Dude, so I, I apologize for that. Little about um, this game. You're fine. But you have these large squads, and you can play. You can do missions together and things like that. Uh, squads can have up to 32 members. Uh, you can join the same friend. Squads, your friends. So they're trying to basically make it Guild Wars, as far as okay. I can tell. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm kind of I'm kind of not craving these days, but a lot more Nintendo games are doing it. Um Fire Emblem's doing it. The new Xenoblade is doing it. Uh, creating MMO new... stuff? N- no, not really. Uh, well, not not inherently. Uh, creating your own character and that being the main character of the game. Only because... And I know a lot of people like that and I understand the appeal. RPGs. But, That's like, me. I like having an identifiable dude. Like, my, I don't really like Robin in Smash Brothers because... Uh, I mean, I think he's a great fighter and all that, but that's not my Robin. You know what I mean? Like, there's is there I don't, a canon I d- Robin? I can't identify. With, I guess it would be that dude, the, you know, with the white hair. Yeah, but, yeah that's uh, a default I, one. I can't identify with that character, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that I understand that. That's why no, that, I... Yeah, I agree with that. The fact that, like, with Robin, it's there's not enough... Char- like, they, they put a character that is customizable in the game, but is not customizable enough in the, in, in the Smash Rose sort of yeah. cameo. If you're going to um, have a customizable character, it needs to be, like, full-on, not just, like, switch my hairstyle, I'm not going to say anything, because I'm supposed to be you. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And even, like, Villager, I was, I kind of wanted a character like Tom Nook or Isabel to basically play the exact same, but just be Tom Nook or Isabel instead of Villager. That's that's my problem with, uh, with MMOs, is that you make a character, but it has nothing to do with, like, how your character looks or feels or anything. Cause, I mean, my issue with MMOs is everybody's supposed to be the chosen one. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> and everyone everyone's wakes a chosen up one. Amnesia. Everyone, it's it's dire that you get this message to the other side of the village before before the clock strikes midnight. By the way, someone's going to be doing man. this mission tomorrow, and the day day after, and the day after, and the day after. So really, you can just deliver it whenever. Yeah, you're a giant tank man. So you're the chosen one, and you turn around, and there's like a little like small character. I almost said a word I shouldn't say. There's a smaller character like that thing from Final Fantasy. It's like, no, I'm also the chosen one. And then there's a person like, oh, and them like, no. excuse me, I'm the chosen one. And it's just like this big line of people. <laughs> <laughs> chosen ones line up on the left. Chosen ones line up on the left. It's like, oh, oh thank you... God you're here. No one's helped me in 10 years. And you're surrounded by like 100 other characters walking around. Can you imagine like, the oh. hero of time just being like 80 people? Just like it being Samus. Yes, you get the Master Sword. It's like, but I want the Master Sword. Yes, you also get the Master Sword. Yeah, I guess that's one problem I have with uh, with MMOs where everyone's the chosen one. It's that 
because everyone is so super equally special, nobody is special. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you dropped off the face of the earth, nothing would change. You're only important if you have a power glove, though. That's true. Mm-hmm. Kids get so a power glove. Bad. <laughs> bad in the cool because people and then for our younger listeners, Zelda Informer podcast does not condone the use of a power glove. I do. Yeah. I personally condone the use Caleb of a power does. glove. Do people still say bad when they mean good? Or that sort of yeah. in the nineties. I haven't heard yeah, anyone say that. Wearing forever. like black pants that look like they're out of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, God. Zippers and buttons. <laughs> They're big shoes. Pockets. Uh, but Mora pants. Xenoblade I look does like look a amazing. Kingdom Hearts cosplayer with my big feet. It's terrible. <laughs> Xenoblade X does look amazing, though. I am slightly disappointed by the downgrade, especially because Monolith. Monolith has done a lot of uh, graphics stuff for a lot of other. Like they did mm-hmm. the graphics and art for uh, New Leaf, the Animal Crossing mm-hmm. game. Oh, yeah. Almost really? positive they did it for Skyward Sword. Like they, I did not know this. They pri- mm-hmm. they love doing art, dude. They're fantastic artists over there. So it's a little bit Too of a letdown. Too bad their humans look like garbage. But well, <laughs> it is a little bit of a letdown. But like if they're making the compromises in the right source of areas, I, I can live with it. I mean, yeah, they're probably adding, adding more content and more story, which <laughs> would be great. Uh, but let's let's talk a little Amiibo. bit about really. You want to talk about Amiibo? I was going to yeah. talk about the one thing about Zelda that I really wanted to talk about this let's week. Do well, that. you know, let's start with that, and then I'll talk about Amiibo because I have right, to bend. All right, thank you. <laughs> I so, have fury. So imagine you go to the Zelda Symphony. You know, you're really excited. You're having a great time. You see like the, the playing this thing, the thing on the screen. You're like, oh my god. Um, and then you take out your 3ds because you have a 3ds, and you start street passing people, and then all of a sudden you see this little notification pop up. It says, "I recently played Twilight Princess 3D." Ooh, what do you what do you blow. do? <laughs> do you I scream? My DS. Do you do you cry? Do you run through the streets? Well, <laughs> uh, actually, if you're Nintendo, you start banning people because, as it turns out, this isn't an actual copy of Twilight Princess 3D. Doesn't exist yet. Sorry. Uh, someone hacked their game there to have that showing that they were playing uh, Twilight Princess 3D, and everyone who street passed with that person and that person were had their 3DS banned. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. a little extreme. That's, uh... <laughs> Nintendo's plan is to flush out all of the problem, including its victims. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. Sir, yeah. there are weeds on the lawn. Burn the lawn. Actually, so is it anybody that street passed specifically with him or anybody that street passed with anybody who street passed with him? Because that seems like something Nintendo I think would let happen. I, I think it was just anyone who street passed with him. Well, I was hoping that was But it would be really funny if it was like a virus yeah. that if yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Was like don't bring your don't bring your 3DS into this game into this geek bar. It would have been fine though cuz it was a Zelda virus. <laughs> Nobody would have gotten mad. Z virus. <laughs> I actually have a kind of a, a random question about. I actually I was so bothered by this question that I actually emailed Nintendo yesterday to like get an answer. <laughs> okay. See if they responded later, but uh basically I find it really weird. You know how, like, when you set when you set up your system, you can like mm-hmm. set up what region you're located in. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like it's like United States, Florida, etc. A lot of regions aren't available. Like I remember, like just for poops and giggles, I was like, "Hey, I'll make my region Iran because I'm Persian." So like I tried to look for it, it wasn't there, and I was like, "That's weird." I guess they only do North American territories. But then I see Saudi Arabia, and then I was <laughs> like, "Maybe it accounts for where U.S. bases are." And then I don't see Japan there. So what what do you think determines that sort of thing? Like what kinds of countries you'll see, like in inside I just think their settings. short list was immediately United States, Saudi Arabia, where else? <laughs> where are we going to sell consoles? Saudi Arabia <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> That's where. Sir, where do, what do we put on this map besides Saudi Arabia? I don't know. Just put Saudi Arabia. Put, put Georgia, Saudi Arabia, and uh, Japan. Alaska? Can you put Alaska? You mean the United? States? No, just Alaska. Specific. <laughs> I don't want the whole. Co- 
I don't want the whole country. I want just you to pick Alaska. One one town in Alaska. <laughs> just Anchorage. <laughs> just, just Anchorage, Alaska. Just, just just Sarah Palin's backyard. That's and it. then you see like one guy who lives in the town is like, oh man. <laughs> Can't street pass with no one. Can't even get my town. Yeah. Anchorage has all the best stuff. Speaking of Street Pass, though, it is International Street Pass Week. Wonder, are, are, are any of you guys into that? Like, Street Passing? Like, all that? Or is it just... Yeah. Like, no, I mean, no, I know I that know. Disney, like, people go to Disney and just do these massive Street Passing things yep, I've all the that time. <laughs> and just, like, there's always, like, hey, we're doing, like, a like a, like a city name Street Pass event. Like, come, and then I have, like, 300 invites and, like, yeah, 400 crazy. maybes. Orlando is quite big on that, like uh, especially now with like Street Pass Week and all that. Like for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, if you take your 3ds to like a Starbucks, uh, it will has to be one that's specifically partnered with AT and T because that's how the Wi-Fi checks. Uh, you can basically mm-hmm. take it in, and then you'll get six random tags from people all across the world. So I've been oh, having really? a field day with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I've gone to like every single day of the week. I've gone to Best Buy and two different Starbucks and got like eight. <laughs> I wonder if there's one person who just keeps getting the same person over and over again. Probably. But I keep Jake, getting. What are you doing? I'm I keep getting points. like. Random... I just keep getting Reggie over and over again. I keep getting just like people from Arizona though. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want a guy from Arizona. I want a guy from Ireland. Imagine, imagine that line of chosen ones, but instead on your 3s. <laughs> Hi, my name is Blank, and I'm the chosen one. This is what I've been present playing recently. Being the chosen one. <laughs> I'm Jake. I discriminate. <laughs> Sorry, Arizona. Your street passes mean nothing to me. I know this guy in real life. He really hates Arizona. <laughs> and he dislikes Arizona and he dislikes places that are not Iran. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. Calling you out on it, Jake. Yeah. So, <laughs> guys, something else I found out last night. And uh, what? since it's very contemporary news. Uh, and also, Adam, you brought it up earlier. Sakurai's thoughts on DLC. Yeah, which what? is really weird. Because like it's interesting. Like you imagine started... Sakurai being like, "No, no DLC, go away, leave me alone. All you get is classic Dark Pit, <laughs> classic Toon Dark Pit." Yeah. Oh, you smash but... DLC, shiny Dark Pit. Uh, because like back in 2013 when the game was announced, they asked like right off the bat, you know, can we expect DLC? And I respect that he said no. He didn't outright say no. He said, that is the furthest thing from my mind. I'm trying to make a 100% product. And even in the interview that he was talking about, he said, you know, um, the reason they were so timid and, and like, tight-lipped about it is because they don't want to have the association with poor DLC practice. Like, he outright, like, criticized uh, day one DLC and, like, right off the bat season passes. He said, we wanted no part of that. We wanted to keep ourselves as far away from that as possible. And, you know, he's talking about how he wants to do this sort of thing for the fans. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I have a lot of respect for that. And I, I... do think they're going to do well. I know that um, Roy and Ryu are like all but confirmed at this point. Mm-hmm. And I got, we talked about that yes. last week. Yeah. Can I? Since I wasn't here, let me ask: What do you guys think of the possibility of Ryu? I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I, I think he's like a uh, he's a di- he's a different enough fighter. Don't get me started not, on Ryu. You know, <laughs> Caleb, start. No, we have to get into Caleb. This. I have it's to not, trigger you. It's not You've Ridley. Us. <laughs> it's not Ridley. It's not Shantae. It's not Wonder Red. It's, it's not, not anybody it's of not importance. Simon it's Ryu. Go away. I, You're not, Street Fighter V's not even going to be on a Nintendo console. Go away. You know, I, I've got to say, um, it's, it's, uh, I'm kind of on Caleb's side just a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I didn't think Capcom deserved a second rep. I don't think any third-party studio deserves two reps. I think That's exactly where I'm coming you, from. You, make, you, you, you put your, your best character out. If it should have been Ryu instead of Mega Man, I, I would have been all right with that. Um, but, like, I, I don't know why Capcom deserves two. Well, I want to stay back. Here's the Where thing, is, he? is that Sakurai in that interview said he wants to put as many DLC characters as he can 
Yeah. Essentially. Which, which um, yeah. also, like... Actually, I think you almost said that verbatim. I want to put as many DLC characters as we can in this game. So, like, before we speculated that last week with Chris, um, how there are three... That there are possibly three character slots left. Uh, two of them are taken by Roy and Ryu now, and the one left would be the one who wins the Smash Ballot. However, with Sakurai's latest comments, it's it's easy to speculate that that isn't the case. There might anymore. be more. Yeah, I'm yeah. honestly hoping like that, that. The icons are actually going to get smaller to compensate because for the one new thing, fighters. One thing that they uh, did with this recent patch, and I was I was really reading this guy's patch notes. He mentioned how the stages that were like you know put aside and everything, like the internal mm-hmm. data to like house new stages. The number went from four to fourteen. So they can, hmm. at any moment, say, okay, we can just uh, have the number go from 5 to 7 or 7 to mm-hmm. 9, you know? Like, yeah. they can at any point do that. Like They can in, increase in, like, the, 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 the capacity. And the thing is, with the, every update and every update that you usually get with the game, they try to condense the code. They try to make it smaller, tighter, more efficient, better. So the idea is, hopefully, I think that they're trying to do is to, while they're making new characters, make room for that make room for that to not slow down the system, first of all, but also to open up the option of having several new characters. And uh, I think it gives the game a sort of longevity. A fighting game's got to have fighters, you know? like yeah. that, Especially new fighters, because then it's like, oh, everything changes as soon as one new character is added. It really does change everything, especially for the fighting game. <laughs> I scene. felt a little nervous when I saw that, you know, like Roy and Ryu, and then there's like two spots left, and like one of them is probably going to go... I He's already going think, to Lucas. I honestly... No, no, no. This is not counting Lucas. There's two more after Roy and Ryu. I think, honestly, one of them is going to go to Wolf. Uh, and that's not just because I love Wolf, but also because the Star Fox game, and he's a vet. No, it's, it's, the, it's four... Three of them are going to essentially Roy, Ryu, and Lucas, and the fourth would be the winner of the Smash Ballot. Shovel Knight. Okay, Shovel Knight, hopefully. Shovel Knight. Wait, wait, it was Mewtwo. I don't think he deserves it at all, but I don't know how he's winning yeah, by I, such a large that margin. Popular. Oh, have you seen the numbers lately? I looked a week ago, and it was Shovel Knight at like 15% of the total vote. Oh, like, yeah, how? yeah, I remember we talked about that last week. I mean, Reddit did a little... <laughs> yeah, yeah I heard about Reddit thing, yeah. I don't understand that at all. I mean, the, the other possibilities were terribly, like, small... And the other one is King K. Rule, which I thought, that's so unnecessary. If King K. Rule gets in over Ridley, I'm going to go on a murderous rampage. <laughs> if King K. Rule gets in over a lot of characters, I will not play another Nintendo game out of He's the I... most irrelevant character oh, I've ever seen. Oh, he's not he that is. irrelevant. He's fine. He's, he's Kong irrelevant is and franchise. unoriginal in comparison to the character designs like Simon Belmont or Bayonetta or Wonder Red or Shovel Knight. Well, he was in Wonder the Rare Red, series. Um, Rare doesn't even exist anymore. Well, Wonder Red, unfortunately, <laughs> doesn't look like it's going to be happening. I mean, uh, Hideki Kamiya has been outright like, no, 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 no to Bayonetta actually, and Wonder Red being Actually, the thing that's interesting about him is that he hasn't totally been no. He's he's just been very angry. So I I don't know if... I think you heard it from me, but I thought he was saying no. <laughs> Turns out he's just yelling and banning everyone who talks to him. Well, that's that's just, that's, just that's like a, that's a day-to-day period for him. And or, then I think life <laughs> that's why I love the man so much. Locked, and he runs away. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think he's not going to get in, even though he, he even though he's up for it. I don't think he'd get in because Nintendo probably doesn't want to go near that. I don't I don't even know if it's that. I'm, what I'm starting to think is he hates having to deal with people saying, "Hey, you should put him in," because like I like I remember like I I used to like follow his Twitter and I would I would listen to like. One of the most commonly asked questions he gets is, what is the favorite game you've ever made? And what he does every time somebody asks this, and it's actually kind of funny, is he posts a link 
to the previous person who asked that question, which posted a link <laughs> to the previous person who asked that question, all the way back to the very to first person and then his answer. And this goes on for like hundreds of tweets. That's brilliant. <laughs> his, whole like, his answer is, is just, all of them. He doesn't he, like, he, he is the keyboard warrior of the year. <laughs> he hates repeat questions. So I think maybe like Wonder Red, who knows, he might have a chance, but I know that he hates getting asked all the time. It'll be a wonder if he ever calms down. Like, I remember he was really, uh, like, he wanted to do a Star Fox game. And, like, everyone, you know, oh, my God, do a Star Fox. And then he got annoyed with people constantly, like, yelling about it. And then he made it, a Star Fox game. It. Did he actually? Like, is he? Bayonetta 2. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, Bayonetta, I'm on your side. It's not even lying. But no, Wonder Red won't get in because he's the one I want just behind Ridley. It's, and I can't be happy. As far as the whole ballot con- is concerned, I think it would be kind of a... As, as great as the ballot is, I think it would suck that if we let the number one vote go to the the last, the very very last slot, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of things to consider, like who was the top voter for this region, who was, because Lucas would never be the number one pick in America. You see what I mean? True. No. Yeah. True. Well, actually, so, actually, I think he might uh, in the he might get like I would say like a strong five percent of the vote, and he, like it, yeah, and like he would he would like make the top ten list as a result of that. But I think. Uh, he's he's definitely going to be like the underdog in that in that gotta, regard, but I think he's going to be like the the sort of. I'm like, really surprised he's back. I'm sorry. I thought they. I, I'm I'm super surprised that he's back. Yeah, I thought that they were having issues with like licensing for Earthbound they since were. they didn't have music on the CD. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Lucas is gone, dude. Yeah, Daniel, and then uh, he's not. Speaking and I was like, oh. Speaking of music, I yeah. want to ask you, Daniel, because you're here and we haven't heard <laughs> your opinion yet, okay. and you haven't you've just been sitting here silently like a sweetheart. Um. What is, like, just, just give us a quick rundown of your characters that you'd want in the game, and then um, let, me, let me ask you, if you what you think about all the music that's been going into this game recently, because you are yourself a musician. All right, well, I really, want, I really want Goku for some reason, although I don't see that happening yes. just because of all Especially the... Especially with J-Stars coming to the U.S. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it's hard because he would have to have all this, like, say, transformations and, you know... It, I wouldn't be satisfied. It'd be to cool be if it was like you. Kid Goku. That that I could understand because he's like mean, just underpowered it, enough. Yeah, if yeah. It was Goku, and it's simple it enough because he has like the power pole and stuff. It'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Naruto's I mean, son. I I, I, Gohan? I don't think Goku is gonna make it. Unfortunately, Kid Trunks. Yeah, that's, that's really sad. <laughs> baby Trunks. <laughs> Other than that, uh, one day we'll see Ridley in there. Even though I don't think it's gonna <gasps> be like a playable character. You know, it's not gonna be a good fight. I don't know. I don't want to say anything. But I wish he was there. He's one of my favorite <laughs> characters. He tries to walk his wings. He like you know, steps on his wings. And goes, <laughs> there, there, just I always immediately. Say, I always say there are two things Smash Brothers needs to really diversify: mm-hmm. women and villains. Yeah. Ridley villains, is a perfect sure. villain. Willens, if you will. Yes. Willens. So, Daniel, mm-hmm. if I may ask, yes. what would you say is, because you're a composer, Yeah. what would you say your favorite video game soundtrack is? Wow, I get this question a lot, and I never know what to answer. Um, Skyrim. 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 Sure. Oh, <laughs> Skyrim. You messed up. You didn't say Zelda. I know. I, I always want to say Zelda, but it's not fair for me to, you know, just call it. Well, I guess Zelda Scrolls is also. I guess say like franchise. top. Say say the ones that you like, and for different reasons. I guess like the top okay, three well, or something. Skyrim, because why not? No, <laughs> I I, I feel <laughs> why like, not? Because Adam? we're talking about video game music. Um, mm-hmm. it's the most effective soundtrack in every any video oh, yeah. game I played. You know, it's very immersive. It really it's, gets you into the world. 
it's funny because the world itself is so bare, I feel like, in, in regards. And I think that the music, I, I, I agree with you, I think the music really does make the world seem mm-hmm. more exciting. With a da-da-da, 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 da-da-da. You're on this like, <laughs> yes. barren mountaintop. There's nothing around. This environment is basically empty. It's worse than yep. the Zelda U demo. And then this music just makes <laughs> the environment seem much more exciting and just, like, interesting. You know, crazy thing really about is. that theme song. They got like forty dudes to like sing the, the the dragon language to sound like Vikings, and then they played it back twice, or like they did two recordings. So it sounded like a choir of like eighty Vikings like singing that. Yeah, that's a very common practice when when you're recording choir. You know, they duplicate or you know they do it like four times, so it sounds like way bigger. I think that was very cool. Their original plan was to have one small uh, girl singing the song, then like crank her voice down really far and just double her over a bunch of times. Oh wow. Yeah, have. they didn't end up going with it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's a, that's a soundtrack I listen to, like, every day, most of the day. Just, you know, for working, for getting inspiration, for playing. I play Minecraft while listening to Skyrim. I don't know. That's super weird. No, I, I feel like I, I would get violent um, way too easily with that song. Just, like, you're walking to the break room, and someone's like, hey, Daniel, just, like, push him down. I <laughs> super love Streets of White Run. Like, I used to yeah, actually, yeah. as weird as it sounds, I remember... Uh, there was this time I was driving to the beach with my girlfriend and we were listening to Streets of White Run. And then like out of nowhere, I start like vocally, like as powerfully as I can, like harmonize with it. <laughs> I, I love that song so much, dude. Like Speaking of Viking and Viking settings, did you see, uh, I mentioned earlier during the uh, news read that mm-hmm. Viking funerals are out of style because I was talking about this uh, a guy who sent off his computer in a very interesting way. Okay. Um, imagine you get the blue screen of death mm-hmm. and you are so fed up that you shoot your computer eight times. Why oh, I eight? saw this, yeah, with the gunshots <laughs> and stuff. Oh, man, that's, that's crazy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine doing that? It reminds me of, of that guy, that, like, German kid who freaked out when he wanted to play Unreal Tournament 3, and then so he just, like, slams his keyboard. Like, he physically grabs it and starts <laughs> slamming it against his desk. <laughs> I remember that. He's like... Sm- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know German, but he's just yelling. He's like, Guten Tag! <laughs> why, would, why would he say that? That's the only he German said, I know. Oh, okay, he okay. said hello. Isn't that good? Hello. Hello. Like, Smashing the keyboard. <laughs> I know guten tag. I know. Yeah, you know, every schnitzel. time I get mad at my computer, I just yell like buenos dias or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm muy caliente. I should clarify, I'm Persian, so that was no. Low. I think shooting okay. your computer is acceptable because I might have to do it before it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your computer has killed you a lot. Don't you? Don't you, is Bloodborne on PC yet? It's, oh, it's no. not coming to PC. Or okay, it, so it can't so kill you say, there. So they it say. can't kill you there yet. It can only kill you on your PS4. Yo, I, I am actually quite loving Bloodborne, and I didn't think I would actually like it that much. Because really? okay, here's the thing. Really? When I first started playing Bloodborne, I died like immediately because I think there's mm-hmm. this first battle you're supposed to die because you have to go to the Hunter Stream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember when I died, I was like, ha, I I died. I did it. God, I, guys, I'm in on the joke now. Get it? Because everyone dies in this game. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I like this game. This is going to be good. And then I died 40 more times. I was like, all right, the joke's kind of wearing thin. <laughs> why, why am I still dying? But you did like it in the end? or? Uh, I... Here's the thing. It was actually a really powerful moment in the game where I thought I hadn't, because for a long time that I was playing the game, I didn't return back to the Hunter's Dream. And you have to go mm-hmm. back to that sequence in order to level up your stats and your weapons mm-hmm. and everything. Yes. And I thought I was naturally leveling, leveling up throughout the game. But what it actually was is that I was becoming more confident and I was just flat out getting better at the game itself. My <laughs> stats were exactly the same. But like, but isn't that better? It actually now? was a lot more satisfying. Because like, I was like talking to, to my friend Leon because he was playing it with me. I was like, dude, I, I'm leveling up like crazy. He's like, no, dude. 
that's all you. The level up was in your heart the whole time. And I was Aww. like, oh. Don't put me If anybody has listened to the podcast this whole time, they know Leon. Leon's he didn't real. actually say that, but. <laughs> no, <laughs> but let me have that. Let me have that fantasy. Okay, yes. The level up was in my heart, though. But Bloodboard <laughs> is good. I'm glad they cut down the loading times. I've never play played a sometime. Souls game, so I don't really have anything to compare it to, but I think I will snag uh, Dark Souls 2. Did you put Lyra on it? No. Because I remember the last time. Nope. Hold on, Adam. <laughs> Go. Don't play Dark Souls 2. Okay, Caleb, are you saying that because it's not as good as Dark Souls 1 or because you don't like Dark Souls 2 as a game? Because there's a very big difference. I've never played DS1. Play DS1 first. <laughs> Does it matter? I'm yeah. just imagining a DS version of Dark Souls. Swipe, <laughs> swipe the stylus to attack. Blow Ooh. into the mic. Silky <laughs> smooth, not bad, 10 but frames it's not per DS1, second. Blow in the mic to block DS1 the attack, first. and depending on how hard you blow, the, the block <laughs> is blow stronger. The mic. <laughs> so it's just like this big hammer, and just like... <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> you just punch a hole through your DS. Adam, you were saying something a second ago, but then we I talked about I was asking if you put Lyra on the game, because I remember watching her play Dark Souls, it was a very delightful experience because oh, she yeah. was screaming the entire time. She made a character, she named him Scrumps, and then <laughs> she never played it again. Aww. We oh, need yeah, to you, play wait, you named your character Hummus? I named my character Hummus. Why did you name him Hummus? Why didn't you name yours Hummus, Jake? <laughs> I named my guy, uh, okay, I, Adam, you're gonna have to censor this, I apologize, because it's a little too explicit. <laughs> I named my character after my, my self-pronounced rapper name. So I. Oh my god. <laughs> Is it okay if I say it? You're just going to have to bleep it. I need to know. Wait, what? Oh, okay, you don't okay. know this yet, J- uh, Caleb? So I, I named my guy Titty Wealth. <laughs> <laughs> because, yo, your boy is cashing in, making that deposit, though. And then, uh, But then I wanted to put a Victorian spin on it. So I was like, okay, his name is Titicus Commonwealth. But that was too big, so I just called him Titty Wealth. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone at home who won't be able to know. I, I guess I'll well, put it in the I comments. think I can leave that in. You can? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, please, there you go. Titty please wolf. don't get mad at me. I'm not I'm not a bad guy. I thought it was a funny name cuz I know somebody's going to like try. But he hates Arizona. Tell them tell them the one with the the Can I tell them one of your other one, rap names? I don't remember my other ones. I just come up with I remember one very well. Okay. Which Kazuzadi, one? Rock Your Body. Oh yeah, Jake Rock Your Body Kazuzadi. No, that was my uh <laughs> that was my my drag queen name. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I've done drag shows. I now you all know this. No, it was in the end of the, one of the episodes. It was oh, like yeah. the uh, little blip yeah. that plays the I, I did one in senior year. It, it was, it's like a, a, a class tradition or something. But anyways, enough about my, my shameful personal life. No, not enough. <laughs> I need more. <laughs> okay, so back to Smash Brothers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so besides Goku, who else do you want on the game? Uh, well, actually, said... before, before I... Uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, answer. What else? Thanks, what else Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Jake. I love you. Yeah, well, I said Ridley, and I think... Man, I really... I'm not that picky, you know? We've got so many characters that I feel like I'm never going to be um, there, Yeah, satisfied. you'll never 100% satisfy Unless exactly. I can get all of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in that game, I'm never going to be happy. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I don't be, know. If I yeah. get Ridley, I'll be 100% satisfied. Want to take for a ride? Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, Can I just know, get Captain America and Spider Man? I, I actually, I actually <laughs> made a vote in in the Smash ballot. I voted for Ridley, and my thing was, "What is your reason?" And I said, "So Caleb will like me." 
<laughs> I really want that guy from the, you know, like the Wii preload screen. What's his name? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the wrist strap man. The yeah. Wrist yeah. Because wrist strap man. I've, I've also heard him go by adequate because you have to allow adequate yeah. room while you. Yeah, play. the adequate room. Because we need someone as ridiculous as Wii Fit trainer. You know, like I feel I like that. she's so lonely right now. Not only that, the argument for it, which was like all the suggested suggested moves, was just like. I can't. I can't say no to this. They I just really rotated can't. his pose. It's they didn't brilliant. actually draw anything new. It was perfect. <laughs> I think his final smash is him taking off the wrist strap. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, it's getting real. The wrist strap is coming off. <laughs> Prepare to lose oh, your TV. God. God, that happened way too much in 07. Like before, there was like before you knew you got to have that wrist strap on. I remember my cousin had this like douchey neighborhood friend. Like I hated that kid. God, I hated him. And he they were playing Wii Bowling, and he just bowls the remote right through his new his family's new TV, and oh and, and just and just totally just dips. He bailed. Like he just ran. wow. Oh, neighborhood. Kids. I've heard I don't like know several why people have such that. butter fingers. I played through all of Twilight Princess with no strap because I was edgy. Oh yeah, dude, you were you were as edgy as the edges. We got badass over here. Speaking of edge, can I vent about Dark Pit? Go yes, for it. Are you talking about Shadow the Hedgehog? Yeah, I was telling Adam the other day, and I had this like realization. Well, the that Dark Pit is basically Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, it, yeah, we've known this. No, 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 no. But he really is though. Okay, because first of all, when he's first made, he says the edgiest line ever, which is he hits him and he says, "That's for stealing my look," and then he flies off. <laughs> And then they spend what? an entire chapter going over. You're not even worth being my copy. Yeah, that, Get out that of here, thing. Fake hedgehog. <laughs> <And> they, fake <laughs> hedgehog. I'll make you eat those words. Faker. Yeah, and then like they spend an entire like chapter of the game saying, "Look how close they look, but how different they are." I think this thing, but I look this way. But wait, Sakurai is immaculate writing. And then like, and then wouldn't you know it? At the end of it, they're like, "Okay, we're enemies, but we're gonna team up for a little bit." It's an we're uneasy frenemies. partnership. <laughs> we're friends. And, like they. How so much creative shattered. like freedom did Sakurai have with that game in terms of writing? Because I'm sure he could do literally whatever he wanted. I'm pretty wanted. sure he wrote Kidicurus. that. I'm pretty yeah. sure he wrote that. No, he wrote As it. Jake he likes to call game. him, I think Dark Pit is his... It, I, I take Jake's side on this. Uh, the I'll let you say it because I don't want to speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's Sakurai's OC. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sakurai <laughs> the Hedgehog. It's Dark Pit. <laughs> That'll make a lot of sense. No. Actually, now I want a picture of Sakurai the Hedgehog. But for what it is worth, Dark Pit is Please understand why you are too slow. Please understand. I just want to see how the exchange went down in order for him to work on this. He was like, can I work on Kid Icarus? And they're like, what is that? Um, what, what is can that? Can I work on Sonic Adventure 3? Do we have We this? don't have the rights to that. Fine. Can I make, like, Kid Icarus Uprising? Can I make Shadow in Kid Icarus? <laughs> Shadow, yeah, yeah. Reggie's like, if you put Link in it, you can make it. You know, like, what thing bothers me so much, though, is, like, when a character explicitly refers to themselves as, like, Dark... Like okay, before I before oh, I keep trash talking, dude. Dark Pit, no one calls my, themselves the no one considers themselves the villain. Yeah, like Adam, could you imagine if you were Dark Adam and you just called yourself Dark Adam? Like you're not any. You, <laughs> I don't you know. Just, Dark Adam fits though. You are constantly living within someone. I mean, else's shadow. I mean, like, we already know who Dark Adam is, and that's the editing Adam. We don't talk to him. <laughs> like even characters like Dark Link and Dark he's yelling Sanus, at me right now. They aren't actually. They're they're more like ideas of things. So like they're mm-hmm. they're just shapes. They're just shadowy shapes. Yep. Oh yeah, Dark Samus is just the shadow of Samus. Well, you can. That's you why can even, Mega Scott ooh, works yeah, so much Yeah, if you even better. want to call him, like you can even say Dark Samus is Metroid Prime because that's what it is. Okay. But like Dark Pit doesn't even like when they gave him a unique name. They called him Patu, which was still a stupid name. But they were like, "Hey, let's be Patu." And then he I was think like, "Patu is adorable." No, call me Dark Pit. Like, why? Why wouldn't you want to have your own identity? Why would you? I don't know. Well, if it was Dark between Pit Dark Pit and name. Spit, I would choose Spit. 
<laughs> Yo, in Japan, so yeah, I agree with you. It's stupid that he chose Dark Pit. Oh, Pitu. But admittedly, like I don't mind him as a Smash Brothers. Wait, character. he chose He's Pit over Pitu. Yeah, isn't he... isn't that what the Japanese call Pit? Pitu. Kind. Of, I, I guess kind oh, of. Oh wow! And you said you had to edit out my thing earlier. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying it's it's the same exact pronunciation from the region of creation. Region yeah, of creation. That sounds like a weird like '90s band. Region no. of creation. Oh god. New mixtape. Nobody in that band is not wearing flannel or has. Happy Earth Day, by the way. Oh yeah, that band to the future of our lives, and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so let me ask you guys. I'm gonna. I guess I'll start with Caleb because he's he's always got a he's always got an angry thought. Hey Caleb. I have words. Hello, Jake. How are you doing? Caleb this is evening? Caleb is the guy who created. What's his name again? I forgot the guy who created Bayonetta. Hideki. Kamiya? Yeah. Oh, we finished his name together. Caleb, I feel so close <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, Caleb, Caleb. That's, that's you. Yeah. How do you feel about how do you feel about Roy? Go away. We don't need more swordmen. I Especially we don't need any more Fire Emblem characters. You know, like there are too many. Caleb. It's all but confirmed. Like he... Caleb, there's the door. I would I would like you to <laughs> walk leave. through it. I will leave. I will leave right now. We don't need any more Fire Emblem and we don't need any more Marth. We don't need any of your purple dinosaurs, okay? Well, Take your Barney elsewhere. A few things worth noting. First of all, <laughs> uh, Sakurai is going to be presenting at the Fire Emblem 25th concert. Like, he's going to be on a talk show segment, and it's highly speculated he's going to announce Roy there. Yeah. Or he's going to announce Dark Pit for Fire Emblem. If... <laughs> Dark Marth. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, no. Dark like, just, just Dark Pit is the main character. Instead uh, of having you make the main character, it is going to just be Dark Pit. Please understand. I mean, I... I see it happening because they're doing what they did with Zelda, where they're like, "Oh, it's popular. Let's let's overdo it while we have the opportunity." So I don't, you know, they'll do it just out of spite for me. <laughs> just just so he can but I'm he can sleep well at night knowing some guy in Jacksonville, Florida is upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't give you one guy. purple dinosaur. I think one thing people are, are commonly, and I I kind of get it. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to be another Marth clone." Nobody knows that it's going to be a Marth clone, though, because you have to remember. I mean, this originally isn't, it wasn't a Marth hoarding. clone. They're not porting the data from Melee, so they, they are, they, they, they they are they going can't. to build Roy from scratch, and they obviously know Lucina exists, mm-hmm. so they're probably going to do a few things, well, a, a number of things to shake him up. The thing, the thing that's different about Lucina and other clone characters, like Falcon, Fox, and Ganondorf, and original Captain Falcon, or original no, there's Ganondorf, a, there's a, is there's a the quite physics of, of those characters changed dramatically with their counterparts. Dramatically, yeah, yeah. Lucina is baffling because the only thing that changes is the way that her sword interacts with the opponent, which is the blade is evenly coated with the same amount of damage as opposed to being uh, uh, harnessed at the tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I just want more diversity. It can be different enough to pass, but it doesn't mean it's well, diverse. I think enough. it's more uh, Nintendo's problem of not understanding how swords work, and that every swords every swordsman is different, especially in Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, Please there's understand. a lot of different kinds of sword play in Fire Emblem. Yeah. And like, honestly, if we were going to have another Fire Emblem rep, I would rather it be a character, and I know nobody knows who this is, but I'd rather it be a character like Ephraim from Sacred Stones. He oh, is yeah. a, a, he's a lord who has a, a lance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and lances play very, very differently from swords. Oh, they do. But that will sure. never happen. Uh, but one thing, like... Who's that one character from Fire Emblem Awakening? I forget his name. He's uh, very forgettable. <sighs> oh, Kellum. Who? Kellum. Who? Who? Okay. <laughs> sorry for that <laughs> let me remind you that once again that opening theme song was brought to you again by Brandon who is a wonderful fan of the show really good Thanks, guy, really Thanks, fun guy. 
Uh, if you have any of your own theme songs, missions, topics, anything like that, feel free to email those to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. That's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Don't worry about the sand topics. We're going to get to them in a second. I'm just going to get to this little piece of information. I want to do one of those. You're going to do what? Uh, one of those themes. Do you it. Do a theme song for us? Yep, yep, I'll do it. That'd be cool. Right I now, am... just kidding. <laughs> this is like in the middle of this podcast. Yeah. As uh, long as you include the words Jake is your favorite, like one of our our, our lovely people did. I okay. would be very I'm okay All with right. it. Let me write that down. Was that okay, was that Brandon? Okay, who did so that, by the way? what the uh just the um just to give you a little in information on the whole buyback system. They're, it's not going to become. They're not going to be coming back for a while. So what's going to happen is you go and you turn in your game, and it's going to go to a refurbishment center in Texas. Um, they're not interested in aftermarket third party stuff. Um, they're going to do an inspection on everything they receive, obviously, and um, they're going to offer you one flat price, regardless of it's a loose game cartridge or one of with its original box and manual. God, so dude, not worth gonna... it. Don't do it, please. Please do no. not do it. No. I mean, I know, parent, I know they're, they're kind of bending people over on if, this, but if I... you're a parent, don't don't sell your kids games. If they're old games, if you have a kid who's in college now or something, and they have a gen, they have one of those like old game systems you bought for them when they were like ten, don't sell it. Don't sell don't it yet. Sell any of your tell kids your kid, games. Tell your kid, hey, do you want this? And if not, and if they say no, or they say why. Tell them we can probably sell this for a lot of money. Maybe check out online because a lot of people are looking to collect things now. Yeah, a lot of people are looking to collect, and you know, when bills are tight, you can sell a Genesis for a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know. Well, but what's going to happen when they actually have those consoles to sell for a very cheap price? Like, are we going to get all that? Whole thing? I mean, it's kind of. It reminds me of the whole. Uh, there's currently like a, a sort of retro movement back to vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, games like uh, Journey, which had like a Grammy-nominated soundtrack, is getting a 350-print copy uh, vinyl release, which looks gorgeous. The vinyl itself yes, looks it amazing. Yeah, what do you Lyra think about bought that? it earlier today. Yeah, yeah, actually, she bought it too. She bought <laughs> oh, it. Oh, nice. She bought it the second. She tried to get the print too, which uh, was also like a super limited. And uh, like she said, that she put it in her basket at 1 p.m., which is when it went live on our time. Mm-hmm. And before it even hit 101 p.m., it was already sold out. So she didn't manage to get Jesus, one, but she managed yeah. to get the vinyl, which is what she really, really well, wanted. We should... The composer, Austin Wintry, said he only had 50 of them, so I oh, can wow. understand why <laughs> they sold out Jake, pretty yeah. fast. When that comes out, I'm de- we're definitely going to listen to that, please. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just got a record player for Christmas. Very cool, so, yeah. very cool. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you about that. The whole like idea of... Because um, you're, you're a musician, and before we get into the fan topics, which I promise we're going to get to, so if you're listening and you're hoping for those, we're going to get to that, don't worry. Um... <laughs> It, your opinion on how games now, the music is so vital to how they play, to how they feel. We talked about it a little bit with Skyrim, but we didn't really get into it. How does, like, as a composer, that option of being able to access this new medium of, of sort of sound? I mean, you went to Berkeley College for music, correct? Yeah. Which is phenomenal. It's, I mean, it, it'd Pretty be cool. no... It'd be no extension to call you a genius as a result, <laughs> is what I, I like to believe as a musician, as a vocalist myself. It's very prestigious to go to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think of this like sort of opportunistic market that you have where you get to do a lot of different things, a lot of different genres, a lot of different feels, feelings of music and really impact someone's experience of like an adventure or like a like an environment yeah you know it's funny when i was a kid and i was like oh i really want to do music for films um it was because 
I wanted to touch people's hearts, you know, like mm-hmm. I, my first soundtrack ever was like The Lion King. Um, oh, wow. And that's when I decided yeah. like, oh, man, I want to do this. I didn't know. I think I actually own possible. that on vinyl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, you know, that was always my my goal as a composer or as a musician. But uh, when I went to Berkeley, actually, um, I took a lot of the video game classes. We have a lot mm-hmm. of that, you know, like you can specialize in that and have a minor in video game music. Um, can you tell us what the difference is that between that and what you would experience in like a classical setting or like a film setting, things like that? I mean, in in films, we you understand this like the the rum, bum, like there's the, the sort of like m- music that's not really supposed to be noticed, but more set the mood. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. actually very similar to to film music in the sense that it underscores the action. You're trying to okay. help out the story and the dialogue or the mm-hmm. the environment you're, you're trying to see as well. The mm-hmm. huge difference is that, and, and this is why I love it way more. That's why I turn like 180 degrees and just be like, okay, I'm going to do video game music. Yeah. Because uh, besides like touching people's hearts and like getting them into, you know, the story and stuff like that it's also interactive um that's yeah. a huge difference between video game music and film music and other kind of uh, music uh, for I, media mm-hmm. i think there's also that but i also feel as a as a player especially with things like the the zelda symphony and things like that mm-hmm. the music itself and games lends itself to be an experience on its own yeah. and that's so amazing like like journey for example is mm-hmm. I'm, I look forward to just listening to the music and just letting that be my whole experience yeah. because that alone is enough of an amazing experience, enough to remind me of the game that I was playing or to uh, even even without reminding, if I showed it to someone who's never played a game before, a uh, mm-hmm. video game centric, they might still fall in love with it because yes. it's such a like a perfect piece that just blends in so well to another medium. It's, it's astounding in that way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I think it also has to do with technology and you know how we've evolved and and being able to to explore you know new sounds and the fact that now in video games you can have mm-hmm. orchestra recordings and and right. you know, real samples mm-hmm. because even though you know uh, we have the a tune like chip tunes and stuff like that they're very nostalgic and yeah they have that same power but um some people might think like you know this is not something i would listen to in my ipod like every day i mean i would yeah. i would totally would but i feel like that's what that was a huge success on uh zelda symphony because they're bringing all that nostalgia back to you in a different way in a way you can listen to it like every time and enjoy it even more yeah it feels like an expansion of the already good, solid ideas and foundations that are in the games yes uh yes. by adding the extra instruments and the orchestra and the sort mm-hmm. of flow from song to song uh, and that got me thinking. I saw some t- comments on this on a, a piece of fan art we saw earlier today about like a look uh, similar to like a, a theater where it's like a Zelda performance is going on. Mm-hmm. And like Link was looking at like uh, Skull Kid as he was performing. Um, what would you guys think of like a Zelda musical? Like, what would you want to see in that? What would that bring to your mind when you um, saw a Zelda Samus musical? Breaking in and murdering Link. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it could be cool as long as Link doesn't speak again and uh, yeah, yeah, the, the musicals and numbers happen sort of around him. Well, yes. I mean, shows shows that have had characters that are traditionally silent, like Tarzan, have had the characters sing. What do you think about that? I mean, oh, personally, when I've seen when I've seen uh, Tarzan and things like that, mm-hmm. I I understand it to some extent, but I don't like it when they're singing at characters. I like it when it's more to the audience, where it's more a mental thing. Yeah, like yeah. if Link spoke, it would have to be not spoke but sung it would have to be for me at least uh totally mental what in grunts yeah 
<laughs> I feel exactly. like the, the way I, I would do it is, like you say, you know, try try to make, you know, how Link is really like, it, you know, how it's you, you're the hero, it's a link between like the hero and you and stuff like that. Uh, I would try to, to replicate that experience in a musical. So I wouldn't have him sing, but I would have like the whole show talk to you sing to you like like you say because then you would feel like in the video game you know like people are t telling you their stories and you know this quest and everything but you never say a word and it's sort of like your link you know mm -hmm. i'll try to play with that probably have him on stage but you know i would never put a voice on him just personal preference i guess no i <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea mm -hmm. i think I, I think that's a very valid point mm -hmm. um but I, I still think though it's it's good to have an actor who can sing Good to have True. a main character who should be at least at some point singing, even if it's only one song. It, it, I mean, it should mean something. Mm -hmm. I think with Link, the fact that he's so silent, it should be, if he's singing, it should be very important. Like, it should be a very defining point in the show. Actually, uh, I was thinking my fiance, this is my fiance's idea, so, you know. <laughs> but um, she actually wants to make a valet of Wind Waker. And she, I, I was like, why a valet? Why, why not a musical? Why not a play? And she was like, well, you know, Link does not sing. I mean, <laughs> it would be horrible if he, if he would do that, you know, but yeah. what if it was a mixture of those things, you know, like have Link be a different kind of art, you know, like ballet in this case. Um, you know, have like sword mm -hmm. fights, more like look more like dances and stuff like that. And I mean, sword fighting around. is a dance of its own. Yeah, I think. you're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good way to look at it. <laughs> I know. Um, and you know, everything around it could be like an opera or like a musical. Yeah. You know, like having just taking it a different direction. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Actually, a fan of ours, uh, Shamison, uh, emailed us and he said, uh, "This is his first topic." Uh, what do you think of the idea of a Zelda game that is a traditional Zelda at the core, yet goes in a different direction or has an interesting mechanic that makes it unique? For example, Super Mario Sunshine is still a Mario game, yet Flood, uh, it makes it unique. Maybe not the best example, but hopefully the point gets across. A game where you play as um, Cruz and you get loose. There you have it. That's that's it. That's the answer, I guess. All right. <laughs> well, I um, <laughs> we're gonna have a discussion, but I guess we're gonna steal with the gross, stupid memes. Uh. I I think it's great when games try to do stuff like Flood for Mario Sunshine because mm -hmm. win, lose, or draw, you did something new for that game. Yeah. But the thing is, is that um, for a franchise like Mario, if you didn't like Sunshine, okay, well, you got sixty four, you got Galaxy, you got the new Super Marios, you got the yeah, retro. Yeah, like, yeah, You have yeah. a lot of different ones. If, if you didn't like one, you're fine. You have the parties. But if you, okay, well, if you don't like party, you got cart, and then everyone's a good time. And if you don't uh, like either, then you have tennis, basketball, or baseball, or soccer. But for a franchise, let's say, like, I think a good example here would be Banjo-Kazooie, where mm -hmm. the first two were a certain way, oh. and then after eight years, they come out with one that was so jarringly different, and then zero plans of ever going back to any mm -hmm. uh, return to form. Yeah. Um, it's going to annoy people. So, yeah. like, you have to at least have some semblance of th the game's heart. Yeah. And if you're going to do stuff like, I don't know, like Mario Baseball, then make sure people are, 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 are satisfied well, with knowing that it's not going to turn into the Mario Baseball franchise. Yeah. Like, and it's I not going to be all Mario Baseball. Yeah, and with Zelda especially, you have every game having a new interesting mechanic. Yes. Like, A Link Between Worlds has this amazing mechanic where you blend in with a wall. It changes the entire way you look at puzzles. Everything about puzzles has changed completely in a, in a way that hasn't been affected since the move to 3D. Um... And I think that with Zelda, the whole idea is that every game has a new interesting mechanic to it. Uh, but to kind of entertain this question, I mean, I can't really think of anything that I would add in a Zelda game. I mean, isn't Hyrule Warriors an example of that? 
Or... Uh, maybe it's kind of more a, a fan game. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it was even described yeah. by the, the creators that it's more as a, an appreciation of all things Zelda instead of being a Zelda game. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Jake. Um, Me. Y- you said that you know you don't like this idea with the the. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Daniel. By the way, um, but the idea of having uh, a different sort of mechanic is something that they've done in Mario, and there's all these different copies. And Banjo did it, and it went terribly. But what if, what if they tried it now? I mean, they, they, there's there's no time like the present, obviously. And you know, every time that they wait, it's another it's another couple of years that they're waiting and not make another one. They've made a lot of Zelda games recently. I mean, you have Hyrule Warriors, you have A Link Between Worlds, you have uh, Zelda U coming out, you have Majora's Mask 3D. What is is there? Do you really think it would be that big of a deal if, like, let's say they made a, a Zelda game that was exclusively about uh, horse riding, about you know your relationship with opponent, making sort of that um... thing. I don't think it would be a bad thing inherently, mm-hmm. but look mm-hmm. at a game like Link's Crossbow Training. That's not uh, a game. That's that's a death sentence. <laughs> that is a punishment. I mean, if a game's if a game's gonna do something like outside of the norm and deviate, you, you gotta do it good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a with a Zelda game wanting to. If anything, we need a little bit of refreshment from yeah. you know. Uh, I like. I think it's fine. You know, when games do that, I'm not. I don't even have a problem with the new banjo, the newer Banjo Kazooie. It's just yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm asking for more. People. Just like because. I mean, we talk about it and we said, like, you know, it's not really a great, it's not a great idea. It's not like something that, you know, a lot of people would be into. But, like, what if, what would you, what would your idea be of something like that? Could you, if you could think of one at the, at the top for, of For a Zelda game? Like a yeah. spinoff kind of Zelda game? Because I'm um, thinking Midna immediately. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think a game where you'd, well, like, I guess Hyrule Warrior's going to take Or it, actually, you know, yeah, Zelda exactly. has the, uh, in, in Phantom Hourglass, she has a thing where she can, she like possesses the 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 knight's body thing. That was shadow. spirit tracks, but yes. Oh, I'm yes, sorry. I, I, mm-hmm. um, sorry, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, but what if you had a game where it was just that, where it was just Zelda doing that the whole game? You know, you just you possess different forms and you just uh, you move different. You control the room as opposed to, and you try to eliminate enemies from each dungeon room to move on uh, by controlling traps and things like that and setting up. The I, room. I think that's a that's a fine nugget of a game. Uh, they would have to beef it up to be worth standard MSRP or sell it on the eShop for a discount. But I, I, I like the idea. I like the ideas of like you know Zelda games tackling only a specific mechanic like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then like yeah, any any of it can honestly work. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of them wanting to do it because like. You think of like something like Metroid, even where they they had the Metroid series, even the 3D mm-hmm. ones were still similar to the 2D ones, and yes. then you come out with other M, and it disappoints everyone, and now they're too afraid to make another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got to make sure that the game you're making is not going to be the last one you make, if that makes sense. Or even the yeah. first one that you make. I mean, uh, the the second question, the second time. I'm sorry, Daniel. You never told us what you thought about yeah, this. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I think I would like to see a game as a Zelda game. A lot like Battlefront, and I'm saying that because I would like to see an online game, you know, where you get to pick, um, you know, I don't oh, know, like an army guys, game. Yeah, like an army game where you can pick your okay, classes. Okay, so chivalry. If you... Yeah, and, and you know, you get to pick your hero here and then, you know, and you can make it online. I feel like it would be very cool to have, like, an online Zelda game. Um, other than that, I don't know what else they've covered. I mean, you could have several armies. You could have the army of Twilight. You could have the army exactly. of Hyrule. You could have Ganondorf's army. Yeah. Uh, this thing, that's, that'd be cool. I think it'd be a really cool mechanic. Uh, but the other topic that this person, uh, Shamison, once again, thank you for sending in your fan topics. And if you have any of your own, email those to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. The link is also in the description if you're interested. Um, he asked, uh, what do you think of the ideas of Zelda U taking place before Skyward Sword? This would be why bows in the blue are showing up more than green in Sword and Shield. 
I don't know if it's canon, but the manga in the back of Hyrule's story is what I'm thinking of. And to that I say, heck yes, I think so too. Uh, I don't know exactly about the placing of it, uh, because it's it can't be the the same as the manga in the back of Hyrule Astoria. Not because that isn't canon. In fact, I do I think it I think of it as canon as of late because they have yet to omit it as being not canon. They like right now it is current canon, and that's how it works with Zelda. Is until they change something and they say this is no longer canon, it it counts as canon. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah, I haven't read Kondo yet. Yeah. Yeah. So it can't because that game take that comic takes place immediately before Skyward Sword. There is no pause in between that comic and Skyward Sword, except mm. for the years that Link grows up, and there's no way to fit another hero in there, because that's the hero spirit. And the hero spirit has to have only one reincarnation per life. As far as we know. As far as has been written so far. Um, but what do so, you guys think about... if? Prove me wrong if you guys. If you okay, guys think what 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 time period did he say that he he thinks it's in? You said before Skyward Sword. Or he after said it? before Skyward Sword. Okay, uh, um, but I think that there's no period in between the manga at the end of Hyrule Storia mm-hmm. and Skyward Sword that this could possibly take place that would be comfortable for me at least. Um, yeah. I kind of see is... where he's coming from because mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. is so naked and so virgin, yes. like mm-hmm. it kind of was in Skyward Sword. And I mean, but um, there's I mean there is still the uh, there's still stuff on. Uh, I forget what they call it in the game. Um, Hy- there's still Hyrule. landmarks and yeah, on, yeah, on the Hyrule, there's temples and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there is cause for like, okay, there was there was there were people here, there was things here. Not even people, there were species there. Like that yeah. was something that was established a long time yeah. ago. Is that yeah. you know you had your Gorons and your everything else. But then um, that also makes the question like, how would how would a uh, essentially a Hylian get there? How would Link, being who he is, get there with no other species looking like the people from Skyloft at that time? It could take place so far before Skyward Sword that, like, uh, the the events that transpired within the manga don't even really matter. So, because mm-hmm. they they did say um, that they they don't officially consider Skyward Sword to be the first Zelda in the canon. True. Well, they they do as far as like all the games are. Like, yeah. It, so you think that it's possible that Skyward Sword itself get might get omitted from the entire franchise? No, 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 I... no, 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 no. Okay. Let me let me rephrase myself. Just what they sure. said is that they don't want to permanently state that this is the forever first game in the franchise. Oh, yeah. They, they said they they want to leave it open that maybe just someday they'll they'll make a game that precedes even that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Because they always want to have that option open. I think so, they should start going forward more, though, than back. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like yeah. they spend too much time going to the past than they do actually pushing forward. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have been pushing for some sort of, like, not not totally modern, maybe even past modern, uh, post-modern, uh, but a uh, like a steampunk or something that is more towards the middle ages uh you know instead of being i guess just to throw numbers out there not actually associated with the culture of those times but like instead of being essentially what is like the 12th century and going just back all the time mm-hmm. yeah. they go up to like the 15th century yeah. or 2025 you know, i don't know if you guys ever um if you guys ever watched uh the adventures or the legend of korra i i used yeah, to really like the I show do. yeah there was an interesting uh, story arc, and I'm not really going to spoil it, but they, they do talk about the very first Avatar. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, because yes. the Avatar is similar to Link, where it's, you know, reincarnated with each life. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they show him, like, in the very end of his life, and, like, he, he's, he's informed right there that, you know, he's going to be reborn and everything. I think it would be really interesting to see the story of the second Link. You know, like, that, oh, that's Oh, what is story. it like to be the What's it literal like to be? first incarnation? Like, people have expectations of you that are so incredible... 
but he like, doesn't even wear like they've distanced the green outfit so much because yes. that's not tradition. That's mm-hmm. not the hero's clothes. Yet, that's just a green outfit. You yes. know? That's like, just what the guy wore from the first game. That's yeah, what the first yeah, reincarnation exactly. wore. And it could be like the how does how do you identify with that? How do you start to make this sort of icon out of yourself? How do you stop being the the single unit, which is the um your how do you stop being Aang and how do you be the avatar? How do you stop being Korra and how do you become the avatar? You stop becoming yourself, you stop having a self-identity essentially, and you become this figure. And so I think that things like the green clothes are an acceptance of that figure. I think that if there was a majority of the game played with a blue outfit, mm-hmm. I think it would be a journey towards the green, towards this yeah. sort of accepting of the identity. It's like, it I am isn't... I am myself, but at the same time, I understand there's a responsibility that I have yeah. to become this person, to it become this so much savior. The, uh, it isn't even so much the second link that's the most interesting thing. It's the spirit. It's the hero spirit, which, you know, like, would have to be explored, and, and you know, like, he learns dealing about with what that, he is because and dealing not, with it. Yeah. But also, and like I mean, even even seeing the first link kind of like you know somberly kind of fade away, and then like the spirit leaves his body, and then it's gonna be reborn someday. Like yeah. it's it, I, I'd rather be a story about like have they explained if it's the the spirit leaves the body, or the body is connected to the spirit? Like essentially, it's tied. Uh, is it sort of the um? Because I, I, as far as I know, it's as far as I've spirit. heard, it's the spirit can can leave the body. Yes, but usually does at the end of life. Um, but I, I, I always preferred considering it more the, you know, it's reincarnated into this form and then when it, the fa- that form dies, then it can move on. It can't just decide to get up and leave. I kind of think it's that way too, because that's yeah. never been an arc where, you know, because, okay, actually, Adam, I think you're right. And here's why, because mm-hmm. if the spirit did actually leave the body, like it had that kind of like, um, uh, that omnipotence, then Toon Link from Wind Waker would have been the hero. Like well, no, because body. at the same oh. time, the thing is about that, the thing that, that the reason that that doesn't uh, prove my theory to be right is because the spirit was still attached to the Ocarina Link. He mm-hmm. went back in time with the spirit. So if but he had lost it at that point, it would have, he would have gone through Majora's Mask without it. Actually, it yeah, could be I interesting canon no, where yeah, actually. you could actually <laughs> think of it like this, no, where he leaves, he, the reason that he's so lost in Majora's Mask is because not only has he lost Navi, he's also lost the hero spirit. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so the reason sad. that Wind Waker Link is able to become the hero again is because he is the one that uh, invites himself to become the hero, opens up his heart, he earns the Triforce of Courage, the hero finds him, and yeah. they become one. And so you get you get the, the hero spirit back again. Yeah. Uh, this is like hey, some supreme meta right here. I'm know, really right? sorry. I, I'm just like, it's just like a bunch of epiphanies going off my head. Though. Um, uh, the one thing that, that people have been wanting us to do on the show, but I just finally do it now. Just I really to actually think, think about that, that the spirit, you know, uh, because we're talking about like if they have omnipotence or, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. it's more, at least in the series, you know, um, it's more like they go into a deep sleep until, until, you know, they're needed, really needed again. Um, yeah. So, cause like yeah. these games can take like centuries apart before like the hero comes exactly. back. Yeah. And that's what I was I wonder what say. it's like those in between periods where they're trying to find the new hero. Where they're trying to find out, okay, we know that I mean, the hero is gone now, but w- when's he coming back? Is the new hero around? Is he born yet? Are we is he coming? Like is there that's, was there that's ever actually a period, the, the weird thing about it? Was there ever a period like, where they were like searching for him actively? They wanted to find him. They wanted to praise him. They wanted to make him this icon. The interesting thing I think about that is that um it's it's stated that he only appears during times of hardship. Mm-hmm. But the After thing is is that he's yeah, yeah. Well, he's like he's usually like in his teens. Like he he's usually like late childhood to to like late teens. Like yeah. So yeah. does the can the can the spirit kind of read the future and tell when 
bad stuff is about to go down? Like, how does that I work? I think it's... I don't know. Could it I read, like, 15 years in the future be, and be like, It yep, could be that report. there's always a reincarnation of the of uh, the original hero, mm-hmm. but it, the spirit lays essentially dormant until it is called upon, or yeah. the hero's journey is decided by the events that unfold. Oh, so basically he can go his whole life without knowing that he was... Yeah, like, he, could, okay. he could have been born, yeah, he, been, a, mm-hmm. been a hard-working citizen his whole life of the land, and just died, never knowing that he was destined for greatness had evil arisen, had there been some great hardship. That and it's just it's wonder which, uh, you probably which would, sorry <laughs> I can imagine like uh, the hero of some like later generation maybe towards the end even maybe the last one where he yeah. sits down and he talks with the hero spirit and you just have this conversation where it's like so what was it like being the savior of Hyrule over and over again what was it like being the savior of all these people what mm-hmm. what, what what mattered to you the most and it's like well the thing that mattered to me the most was the lives where I didn't have to save Hyrule the lives where I just got to be a high, I got to be a citizen of the land that I worked so hard mm-hmm. to save, where I got to just experience the life of the people around me. Yeah, oh, and God. I just think that would be such a touching scene. <laughs> I know, right? But what about like uh, you? Probably guys know this. Uh, who gives birth to Link? Like to reincarnated Link? Does do we even see like, oh. their parents anytime? We've never. I don't think you we've never ever had parents, an official parent. But parents are implied. Yeah. Um, like for okay. instance, in Ocarina of Time, he has a mother who like scurries away into the forest after. You know what? It could also be times of hardship. Mm-hmm. Every time he's been a, uh, he's been essentially uh, reborn. Mm-hmm. He's always lost his parents. Yeah, he's could that be part of the hardship? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he does lose his mom to like a civil war in Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time, which he... they never explore in the game except for like one very very minor conversation that always bothered me <laughs> oh, i yeah. wanted to know about that like the mm-hmm. C- civil war ended like about nine years before you know before the game starts mm-hmm. but everyone's cool with these like nobody ever mentions it people were alive during that time mm-hmm. but nobody ever talked about it <laughs> that's very true wow not one npc in the entire world talks about <laughs> it not even not even the cod- crotchety old people I- i'm surprised nobody. they don't talk more about link's relationship with his mother in a lot of the game than i mean they they don't really. They Link has a lot of relationships with women in his life, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Levy asks this question that I think pertains to this specifically. Um, uh, so my topic is Ilya. I loved her, and I really wanted a direct sequel to Twilight Princess. I mean, they they just left her waiting for Link. I want to know how things turn out. If you want to broaden the topic, maybe you all can discuss how you're feeling about Link to have in relationship with the girls besides Zelda. Oh, I or wanted ha- to talk about this. Or for have so you all long. touched about this already? Thank I can't you. remember. This is a good Sincerely, topic. Oh, God. Okay. oh ooh, thank you so much. Thank you for this topic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a really cool topic. I think it's really interesting because surprisingly, I, uh, do you mind if I start first, Jake? Go ahead. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I think it's surprising how Zelda's relationship with Link is so distant yet supposed to be so deep, and it's it's evident, but everyone would agree that Link's strongest relationship in, throughout all the games in terms of like a partner and a friend and uh, one that's female is Midna. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Yep. 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 I agree with that. And I think the one that's the most overrated is Tetra. <laughs> uh, ki- kind of. I, okay. I kind yeah, of it was that. a different kind of relationship. Until, <laughs> until Spirit Tracks, it's overrated. You know, I think uh, one of the... One of the cardinal sins of being a Zelda fan is uh, always assuming that Link and Zelda end up together, or that they are destined to always <laughs> end up together. Because think, well, there are a the lot thing. of instances where this just flat out doesn't happen. Like in well, Ocarina of Time, Zelda, when when Link gets sent back to the past, Zelda clearly carried on her lineage with another suitor because Tetra <laughs> exists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like in games, in Twilight Princess, they are seen as more like friends and partners than they are anything more. I mean, well, even here's in, a, the thing that's interesting is though that the goddess. I mean, I'm going with the canon. What my own theories are on the whole mm-hmm. thing is that 
the goddess made the hero reincarnate for love. Well, love is so, a very deep thing. It it, it can so, transcend like you know. Oh yeah, it, it doesn't like have that. to be an intimate relationship, and it was. It's kind of actually kind of uh, horrifying in how selfish it was at the time, um, and each reincarnation interprets it in a different way. Um, but you still get that sort of, like I said, you get that deep bond, even if they're distant, even if they're not lovers, even if they're not together, even if they never talk again. There's still such a deep connection between them yeah, that, that time and space can never separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if they do spend yeah. a lifetime with like another, you know, another suitor, you know, like a husband <laughs> or a wife that isn't them, mm-hmm. they still have that bond. Like they're still bound yeah. like that. But. Yeah. But yeah, and, and you know, sometimes they end up together, sometimes they don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I strongly believe that uh Wind Waker Link and Tetra ended up together because Tetra became a queen and yeah. had a granddaughter. They had to Well, not only that, Hyrule. but they also had the the they had the adventure together. They mm-hmm. became yeah. like true partners and they had a oh, reason to get to know each other. A Link Between Worlds also heavily implied that uh the Link from A Link to the Past and that Zelda got together too. Like, yeah. it talked about oh, these stained yeah. glass windows and the romance between the two, mm-hmm. and yeah, they, they totally ended up together. That's yes. probably why it's one of my favorites, because it's very cute and simple. <laughs> oh, totally I love it, yeah, together. I love yeah. it. But Just yeah, like, um, yeah. Ilya very well could be the one for him. I mean, they kind of, like, the, the most charming and romantic scene For those who don't know, by the way, can you just explain really quickly what Ilya oh, is? We Ilya, about Ilya is, like, a childhood friend of Twilight Princess Link. They grew up in the same village, and there's, like, um, she gets kidnapped or whatever, and then he finds her... And she gets, like, amnesia, and, like, she doesn't even recognize him. And one of the most touching scenes of the game is, like, when she remembers who she is. Mm-hmm. And, like, she, and, like, they vision themselves standing in, like, a pond. And she was, like, we spent our whole lives together. I, I can't believe I forgot you. Like, it was actually really good. So, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, so she, she was a childhood friend of Link's. I, I can't tell who I think is probably better suited for My question her, is, Minna, but... who's more tragic in that regard? If, would, if it's between Ilya... And Saria, who's the more tragic relationship? Who is the more sorry? Part- sorry, okay. Saria. I was, I was Saria, wondering if I was Saria, alone on that Saria. because I think Saria. it's so because oh, it's like, like not only can they never be together because of like fate, yeah. but also because of who what they, what they are. It just it will never work. She yeah. will outlive him a by a millennia. <laughs> she was and so yeah. friendzoned. Like we don't even know how old. Well, it's not she even friendzoned. She she. You could tell that there was something more there. That there was yeah. Like, she a, never a, wanted him to leave the forest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Even like she like even at the risk of like losing everything, it's like I would rather just spend what I can with you than you know. So dramatic. Yeah. And like oh, even God. the way Link leaves, just totally oblivious to her. Like, <laughs> oh, That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> just later. <laughs> just like, okay, Why bye. does he just ba- he just bounces like he just dips. Yeah, he doesn't he, like I know he doesn't no. say anything but he doesn't it's bow. Courage. he doesn't like he just not he just a takes the courage to not regret no, 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 the courage okay. to not have to Adam, say goodbye it's what? one thing to turn your back and you know solemnly walk away it's another thing to just face her and like, just okay, back bye. step the hell out of there <laughs> like <laughs> Also, terrible game design. <laughs> yeah, I guess it had to do with the graphics at that time. I think it was. Animation. I think it was really just the mm-hmm. uh, the lack of the the technical capabilities. Yeah, because and Link's expressions did. have gotten way better. Like in Skyward Sword, he's pretty much like or Wind well, Waker. Wind Waker Link is iconic because of his expression. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, they can always like physically animate like him bowing or you know like That's nodding true. and then walking away, but he just backsteps out of the forest. <laughs> That's what they decided was an appropriate move for him at that moment. Well, I mean, the back step even on itself, like, you mean, just to be clear, you mean exactly that he's when I say walking back backwards. Step, I mean, he's walking backwards. Yeah, and then but he he's still facing around. her. 
He's, he's still facing, facing her, and then he turns around and he bolts. Do you understand? Do you understand what that in itself implies? Like, I'm still not saying that you know it wasn't a. I think it's you're looking at it too much because of the the, the graphics of the time, and you're it not looking the at much. As, I'm thinking of it's, which, it's his mannerisms. Well, here's the thing: he's he's completely still. He's trying to leave and move on, but he's still facing her. He's, he can't bring himself to turn away because he knows that this may be the very last time he ever sees mm-hmm. what is essentially his best friend ever again. And then he just has to run. He just has to get out of there. He just has to escape the reality that is the end. The loss of, I guess, what would be his most important friendship. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you, you also have to consider... It's <laughs> been a very intense episode. Yeah, I, I was end. thinking about it. I was just like, well, they're probably living it up to each player's heart, you know. To know they, how much... <laughs> what kind of relationship it was. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, I um I would also like super love to like you know one 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 I also think flaw. of like Malon as like I would like Malon. I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I like her. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cause she's, she's kinda cool. like I don't know, like this might just be my own like ideas of it, but I think of it like as Link's crush. Like his first crush when he leaves yeah. the forest. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit <laughs> she of totally there. ignores him. Well, not not ignore him, but you know. <laughs> well, no, he's just like he's so interested in this girl who's lived like a totally different life than him. Yeah. And she's so and he's so interested in like when they meet again when they're adults. It's kind of like this weirdly cute moment where it's just I like know. oh. I know. Oh, yeah. It's very cute. I I honestly I think one of the most tragic sins with Zelda games though is how most of the lore and like the story is in between games. Mm-hmm. like yeah. uh for instance the wind waker the flooding that's that's you never see that take place in an actual Zelda yeah. game it's just no. it's like they're afraid to to portray the more dramatic scenes they're afraid to go the distance with these sort of i want so badly to find out what happened to link after majora's mask because at some point in his life he loses an eye mm-hmm. he gets a really amazing gold suit of armor like <laughs> like i want to yeah. know what happens wait 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 i really he loses an eye the hero he loses an eye he loses an eye uh, his when his spirit re- like manifests itself in Twilight Princess, it is missing an eye. Wow, I had no idea of that. <laughs> well, awesome. it's it's implied, like like I mean, yeah, it never okay. states it within game, but you see, you you do know the hero's spirit is uh, Ocarina of Time Link, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. It only has terrible, one eye. terrible Ocarina of Time Link. Well, he, he dude, he talked and he said words and he had motives and that that was that was interesting <laughs> to see Link talk. But I would love to see what happens. So what was it that middle part thing? It looked really dumb. Yeah, it was a weird time for me. 90s, man. <laughs> 90s. Oh, God, I hated that. I hate that hairstyle. I hate it so much. Uh, I know. Like the, gross. The, the, the writer's strong. I just want to, like, rip off those bangs. Oh, like, God, down the middle. And just we're like, we're like every every guy had the pouty lips and that hair mm. and then those, those, like, acid wash <laughs> jeans. And now every guy thinks that he is... Uh, Rider or whatever his name is, Flynn Rider from Oh Tangled. Flynn Rider, man. Every guy yeah, thinks Rider he's what is essentially the most attractive man scientifically ever made in in like animation. <laughs> in animation no, he's yeah. he's designed to be attractive to everyone. That is his idea. Like that's how he was when they were designing his character. They studied that, and that's what they made. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, those anyway. banks, man. Those banks. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was a. It was a. Bad time for us all. And they never get his nose right. Um, <laughs> uh, the nineties needed a tragedy, and that was, it was the hair. I want. And then, I want... And then the, 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 the the frosted tips. <laughs> the frosted. You know Can you imagine actually... Link yeah, with frosted okay. tips? Guys, you know what's actually terrible? What? Like music videos for nineties boy bands. <laughs> yes, I recently yes. saw. Um, 
God, I think it was it was, an, it was a Backstreet Boys music. Oh yeah, Backstreet's back or whatever. Oh yeah, that music right. video. With- yeah, that music video is terrible. Like they they're they're <laughs> wearing ridiculous green. outfits. Like no, because like back then they were they were like, oh my god, they're the hottest things on earth. Oh my god, everyone line up there. It was very stuff. styled to like but, the time. Like it was very trendy stuff. Honestly, yeah. look at their outfits. Oh in yeah, that music it's ridiculous. Video, and it's ridiculous. Nobody would wear that outfit today. Nope. And like, you know, it's funny because like every time, every era, like it considers itself the normal one. Consider compared to its predecessors, like we were a lot in of nineties. We looked at the eighties fashion. And we we're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that's so overblown and ridiculous. And you know, seventies <laughs> with the bell bottoms. But, like, now we're looking back at what, what was cool when we were kids. And, like, even now, the stuff that's popular now, we're going to look back and be like, oh, well, my God. Well, think about ridiculous. the stuff that we have now, which is, like, short on the sides, really long on top. Lots mm-hmm. of wraps. Lots of scarves and, like, wraps and, like, really thin cloths that just kind of drape over your body. A yeah, lot of, like, the, wet the, cloth the sonic boomification look. of our culture. It needs to yeah. get out of here. <laughs> and just, like, very, very, like, faded, muted tones. A lot even of things like, that are... I'm sorry? And some some fads also like die out almost instantly. I mean, That's you can nice. even see the progression of the fads in the Zelda games. You can see what was popular at the time. Yeah, it's really you cool. can. That's really like true. Twilight Princess is like very much a product of the thousands, where it's yeah, like the, trying the hair, to be the, dark the sharp and like front edge. You hair, see like, like this like sort of like hand sewn sort of like material, like like the shirt and things with like the little stitching on it, and the, that mm-hmm. size of the cap and stuff. Just like yeah, everything about it is very. I'm sorry. Like very goth or emo. Yeah, almost. it's very it's very um, gothic. Yeah, uh, not and, and like the... Minda being the partner and like see what oh, I, yeah. I wish I Blackness could look at Skyward being Sword being a very identify... prominent element. Twilight. I wish I could look at Skyward Sword Link and identify the cultural norms that like went into him. Oh, but I, guess I can definitely identify it's those. It's still too it's, soon for it's, me to like for be able me. To point it's it out. definitely that painted style, that sort of yes. painted bright style, very flowery. Was very, this, but like, ask yourself, was this a common glowing. thing in 2011? Because this is a time where everyone's trying to pump out Call of Duty and Gears of well, War. Well, no, it's it's just a it's a very current thing where a lot of people are adding this sort of like Pixar esque kind of mm-hmm. color to everything but they I mean, do. Look and at Dis- and it, like you see in a lot of Disney films, you see it like if you watch Beer, Big Hero mm-hmm. Six and you compare those colors to the ones that you see in Skyward mm-hmm. Sword, I think you're going to find a very big connection in terms yes. of the palette choices they use. Mm-hmm. Also um, look at the hairstyles. I think those were very yeah, current. The hairstyles. You know, look at oh, the hairstyles are very bangs, current. It's the yeah. side bangs, mm-hmm. very big, and the flat bangs. Uh, you see like a lot of pop singers and things like that today with that yeah. sort of look. Uh, Link is still spotting the side the side bangs because that's still kind of popular. It's still very fitting yeah, with yeah. what he is, which is essentially a teenager, and a lot of teenagers have that. Yeah. Um, and I like it. I prefer it. I don't yeah, know. That's good. Um, no, I mean I, I do it with my hair every so often. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, fashion in <laughs> Zelda, man. I know. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten far too deep. All right. Yeah. Even um, even though some games do like straight up like don't have any so like you look at Wind Waker and a Link Between Worlds, there there's no, you know. There's no like fashion, fashion. that, that kind of mm-hmm. pulls. Sorry, from, yeah. Well, with Wind Waker, I think it was the just the I don't even know what it is. It might just be the cell shading. The cell shading with Wind Waker is really all I can say that it really defines its time with. From what yeah. I can tell right now. Yeah, I, I mean, because back then, like, you know, every, with more advanced hardware with the PS2 and, mm-hmm. you know, the Xbox and all We that, got really excited about cell shading. We got, we got really, really excited like, about a Symphonia. lot of different things. And, uh, yeah, we were, like, try, we, were, we were so excited to try out all these new com, com, concepts for games that were just like, now we can do this. Now we can make the games look like this. Is this the future of games? And it's like, it really wasn't. But it was, a, it was an interesting step. Mm-hmm. Um. But I want to ask two more questions before we end. We're going a little bit longer here, I think. Um, I haven't checked the time. Uh, first of all, 
who have have uh Daniel and and Jake Caleb you don't have to answer this uh Caleb and uh Jake and uh Daniel have you guys played Hyrule Warriors I know Jake has yes I have yes okay uh can I ask you guys uh your favorite character and your weapon uh this is coming once again from uh Levy this is coming from Levy once again so okay uh thank you to him once again if you have your own theme top Theme song submissions, topics, or anything of that nature, please send those to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. That's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, I will... You know what, Daniel? I'll let you take this question first. All right, well, Coco, for sure, is my favorite (laughs) character. (laughs) Because you can turn into a giant chicken? I know, it's awesome. No, um, I think my favorite (laughs) one... I mean, the one I played the most and I enjoyed was Midna. And Mm. my favorite weapon... Or the one I, I, you know, I got is the I think it's Soul Shackle or something like that. It's one of the last. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Soul Shackle. I just like the shape of it. I mean, I I wasn't good enough to get like all the weapons, but yeah, that's my favorite. I still sure. haven't unlocked all the weapons. <laughs> exactly. I'm still I'm still fun. like super salty that Skull Kid wasn't in the Majora's Mask DLC. <laughs> I am still livid by that. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry about that. I oh. I feel for you on that one. I mean, at least oh, we got Tingle. Man. Yay. Yeah, how did that happen? I honestly I was fine with Tingle, but Young Link didn't need to be in. I I think if he wasn't in, more people would be upset. It's the same thing with Skull Kid. I think it was like it either one of those is gonna cause a big blowout. Yeah. Uh because like people that knew the series well enough know both those characters in one and like both those characters are locked. They're very iconic, they're very meaningful to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Even to me, who's not big on Majora's Mask, it still means a lot to me to have Skull Kid, because Skull Kid is a really cool, creepy villain. That yeah. it's yeah. it's one of Zelda's first successfully creepy characters, like yeah. just like hits the nail on the head and being creepy without doing you anything. You know, something pretty interesting before I talk about Hyrule Warriors and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I was at MegaCon a few weeks ago, and let me we tell you talk, something. We t- we talked about that. The the Skull Kid also. Did you see I him? saw him. I took I took a photo. <gasps> oh with him. my god! I need to see okay, that. But anyways, uh, the interesting thing with that is that. It's actually way creepier seeing Skull Kid at adult level height as opposed to being a child. <laughs> oh, because terrifying. he's intimidating? It was yes. terrifying. And by the way, his detail was so good. He didn't just, he made the Majora's Mask, but underneath it, he would do that. He would lift it up yeah. and you would see he had Skull Kid's face. Like mm-hmm. he took so much time to do that. Yeah. I saw um, yeah, wow. God, he was fantastic. But <laughs> anyways, back to Hyrule Warriors. If you want to see that picture, by the way, if you want to see the stuff that we've already seen, uh, that is in last week's episode uh, in the comments and, and the news and related topics below. You can check it out there if you're interested in seeing what we're talking about. God, if Hyrule um, doesn't have that photo, I'm going to be so mad. Okay, but anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Hyrule Warriors. My favorite character. Favorite character I would have to say was Sheik. And obviously the uh, the Triforce Harp was a really nice weapon because like it had so much versatility. Like uh, one cool thing it did, and I, I'm actually like it made me kind of mad that Sheik doesn't play more like this in Smash Brothers is using the harp a lot. Like she would pl- uh, she would play the um, the songs you learned on the ocarina. Like she would mm-hmm. learn she would play like Serenade of Water, and that would create like a water barrier around you or Bolero of Fire, and it would shoot like meteors. Oh, it was yeah. really really cool, and it had like so many different uses. Like, if you play the Song of Storms, you have a lightning field around you. You can just, like, run through villains. Like, it was crazy how, like, handy that thing was. Mm-hmm. I remember Not to mention, that. water barriers are amazing. They make you invincible, so. Pretty much. <laughs> Squash uh, things up. God, I can't believe Skullkid wasn't in that game. Oh, I know. Me too. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's hoping for Hyrule Warriors 2, the better one. All right, guys. And the last question I guess I wanted to ask you was... um. What do you guys want to see in a Zelda series? Um, and I think I can answer this uh, for myself really quickly. 
I want to see more of these tragedies. I want to see more of these stories that are happening. These, these really, I guess, even more important than the hero's journey has been things that have happened afterwards or before it, come, like right before it or right afterwards. The Great Hylian War, uh, the the flooding that, that destroyed Hyrule, you know, the discovery yeah. of the new land. Mm-hmm. All these things are just like kind of glossed over as being backstory. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, that's that's exactly what my answer is. I, I'm... Th- it's a tragedy that those kinds of events are just backstory instead mm-hmm. of contemporary yeah. things that happen. Yeah. But, you know, I guess that, that kind of would, like, if, if there's a civil war going on in Hyrule, that would kind of change the entire feel of the game. You wouldn't be going in dungeons and you'd, you'd be kind of helping to fight Oh, well, war, I right? mean, in Zelda 2, they kind of explored a little bit with, uh, you know, there's Ganon spies everywhere and things like that. And, you know, no one's yeah, to be trusted. Yeah. You're not really yeah. sure where to go. But they didn't really explore. They didn't really make it. No, and they I mean, never have. Like, um, I think... Is it, uh, there's one game where they call the town guard on you. I think that's in Link Between Worlds. I could be wrong. Uh, Link to the Past. Link yeah, to the Past, Link they call the, the town guards? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, I get the they two call confused town, a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they call the town guards on you. I they see you in the <laughs> first death you know, town. I just, I haven't been touched by a Zelda game in, with its story, I should say, in a mm-hmm. very long time. The closest yeah, I got yeah. was, as much as everyone dislikes Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. the, uh, the scene with Zelda solidifying mm-hmm. herself in a crystal was... Yeah. Very, very touching. It's, it's very, very hard very hitting. It's funny because yes. we've been talking um, on the site about relaunching our fan fiction like, section, or I've been talking with some staff members about doing some like staff-made fan fiction, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about maybe exploring these topics myself, but I wasn't really sure uh, if anyone would want to hear that or That'd maybe see really that cool. or... Or maybe just like do more like uh, smaller discussion yeah. like episodes like you, Jake, and myself. Would, I think Jake would be really interested in having these sort of like small one-on-one talks with me about this, really get into depth on like our own theories on the series. I think uh, staff fan fiction will be great. I would be down to read some of that. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that happens. Uh, Jake, you wanted to finish your point. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah. What was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about the, the town guard. <laughs> the town guards. Oh yeah. Like oh, I was saying, I haven't been touched by a Zelda game since that moment, and even before then. Um, gosh, it's 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 hard because like you want to you want to find out the things that happen next. You want to know if Midna mm-hmm. ever did come back to the to the to the real to the Hyrule world or yeah, the light seriously. world. You want to mm-hmm. you want to find out if Link ever found Navi. You want to find out what what Link's response to to Zelda was when she said, "What do you what do you think we should do with this place?" when they when they first land on Hyrule. Like you want to know all these things, but they're just forever sealed away in like, you know, whatever backstory the next game's going to say. Or yeah. the next game would imply that it's even the next game because sometimes you don't find out forever, like what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like I, I really, I. As much as there is a humble charm to these kinds of things, like you know, like because it really does turn the world into a fantasy, into a legend, into mm-hmm. a, a story. It's been over. It's been almost thirty years. At, at this point, I kind of just want to. <laughs> You know, well, if they it, should try if something it, else. Yeah. If it's if, if, it, <laughs> if the, the prospect story. of that sort of thing scares you, I, I mean, it is dangerous to go alone. So take this piece of advice with you. Oh, um, you. Um, oh, you. That they love the series and they are continuing to expand on it, and they are afraid of making games particularly solid in where they are because they want to explore what they can and they want to give you more and they want to explore these in between moments and the after moments and things. They're just not really sure if they're ready yet to explore these games in the way that they want to, if they have the right tools, if they have the right people, if they have the right uh, story in mind. So um, that is our show for this week. Uh, thank you so much to uh, Jake, Daniel, and Caleb for joining me. Um, My pleasure. You can find Daniel on his website, which I'm posting down below. His Twitter, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Twitter down below. 
And uh, you can listen to him on Harmony of Heroes. If you uh, remember a, lot, a few weeks ago, we talked to the producer of that. Um, and Oh, uh, dude, you were on Harmony of Heroes? He was. Yeah, it was assistant director. Dude, why didn't you? Oh, I wish I knew earlier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so right. much for joining us. Bye. All right. Bye. I ain't afraid of no ghost, but I am afraid of terrible games. Capcom reveals a new Ghostbusters game. Let me say that again. A man set his computer off. Oh, oh. Don't show up to court empty-handed. Capcom shows off a new briefcase for the. Don't show up to court empty-handed. Capcom shows off a new briefcase product for the Grace Ace Attorney. <laughs> Check out the rest of this episode later. <laughs> Don't show up to court empty-handed. Capcom shows off a briefcase product for the Great Ace Attorney's release. All right. One more time. One more time. Okay. One more time. I have to get it right. You got this, man. <laughs> you can do it. I'm so sorry. This is not how it usually goes. Don't show up to court empty-handed. Capcom shows off a new briefcase product for the Grace Eight. <laughs> I guess. I guess that. I will. I guess that bit of news just didn't happen. And last but not least, All last right. but not least, this leak. <laughs> Words. Oh, man. Last but not least. <laughs> I'm not trying! Okay. I'm not trying! We'll try! <laughs> Last but not least... Jake, just say it. Last but not least... <laughs>